0: Right. (laughs) Thanks, Thomas. Um, Yeah, welcome, everybody. Um, I honestly can't believe I'm up here. Um, It's all John Ash's fault, you know, you do one wedding speech and you poke a wee bit of fun at him, and this is how he gets even. So, John, if you're listening, we are even. (laughs) So, um, I'm not a preacher, and I don't have a fancy theological degree, But if God can speak through a donkey, he can probably speak through me. So, (laughs) anyway, the real preacher will be back here next week. So if you're new, please come back. (laughs) Okay, so if you haven't been around for the last few weeks, our current sermon series is called Catch the Fire, which has been brilliant. Um, And today I'm going to wrap up that particular series. So, uh, but first, would you just... uh, pray with me um, because I really need God to help me here. (laughs) God, would you put your words in my mouth and would you give each and every person here a special word this morning, a word that speaks so directly and powerfully to them that they would get a glimpse of just how deeply they are known and loved by you and that you're interested in all the details of their lives. Lord, would you stoke the fire in our hearts, send us out today alive and burning for you and excited for the plans and the future that you have for us. Amen. Okay, so today I want to talk about blind faith and pursuing your dreams. Um, I'm going to share just a little of what God has been doing in my life um, and share some thoughts that I hope will encourage you and maybe spur you on 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 your own journey. So number one, you need a God dream. You see, I'm chasing after a dream I believe God has stirred in me. In fact, I believe this dream was stirred up in this very building. (laughs) <laughs> so if you were around kind of pre-COVID January 20, uh, the team were running some equipped modules during the week. And these were basically about equipping us in prayer ministry, evangelism, leading and seeking the presence of God. I'm not even sure which module it was, but David Smith was leading that night. And he started off with an icebreaker. Just, just asking us to share one dream that we had. Such an innocent question, right? Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> So way to tell you, so of course he starts uh, with the person beside me and then it's my turn and my mind's blank like nothing. Um, So he goes around the circle and then comes back to me, much to my disgust, Um, (laughs) just being honest, but he likes being put on the spot. Um, But in that moment something did drop into my head, but it wasn't something new, it was something I would sometimes think, do you know what, that's something I'd love to do or, you know, I think that I could be good at that but never thinking any more of it because in my mind it was just a silly dream. I had no intentions of actually doing anything about it. Anyways, I thought, I can't think of anything else, I need the focus to be off me again, so I just kind of spat out that I'd like to have my own community cafe. But with the caveat that, you know, it might be something that I'd like to do way down the line, like near retirement, you know, if a a bus didn't get me before then. But you see, what happened was, as soon as I said that, everybody started to get a wee bit excited. And then, over the next few days and weeks, God really started talking to me about this. Um, A few people encouraged me. This brother of mine was like a dog with a bone. Um, (laughs) And after a few pretty sleepless nights as well, I spoke to some really close friends. You know the ones who know absolutely everything there is to possibly know about you? Well, some of those and uh, well they were like duh Heather we've been telling you this for years. So meanwhile I'm still kind of in shock um, that they didn't tell me to wise up and also thinking how am I only hearing this now? So I thought right okay could this really be feasible and honestly it just felt like such a scary thought. I mean I did a business degree but not once did I ever think it would be a good idea to actually have my own business. (laughs) Didn't see that one coming. (laughs) Well then, fast forward a wee bit, COVID hit, uh, put it to the side and thought, oh, that's a nice wee dream. But I have a stable, reliable job and what I'm qualified to do, like I completely rationalised the whole thing, putting it down to just a silly idea that I'd um, gotten carried away with. But it stayed with me. Um, It seemed that God was being rather persistent um, and it was starting to get in my (laughs) wick. It wasn't going away. I'd be sitting at my computer and I'd start to daydream about it. Um, I got to the point where I be, could be in such a daze that someone would have to actually shout to get my attention or throw something at me. Um, so <laughs> the more I dreamed of it and what it could be, the more excited I got. But actually, the more I began to feel that God was actually challenging me to step out here. So what did I do, you ask? Well, after a lot of contending, and I mean a lot... I decided I was gonna go for this. So that meant I needed a business plan, and I also needed to sell my house in Craigavon and find somewhere more local. So right now I've got a big part of my business plan done. I'm starting to look at the financial part for that. Um, My house is sale-agreed, and I'm currently house-hunting, which all sounds great, and it's all happened pretty fast, but I need to tell you that that process was not easy, and it was not fun. (laughs) um this past season for me has been one of so much wrestling of really struggling with what was next for me like I had so much internal conflict going on I was struggling to grasp what God was saying mainly because it didn't fit in with my own plan um but this thing was constantly on my mind and this struggling felt like it was draining the life out of me Um, I should probably also tell you that I'm a bit of a handful. So do things kicking and screaming, you know, most of the time if it's something I don't want (laughs) to do. So not surprisingly then, God and I had some words because I didn't want to give up my beautiful home. I didn't want to be responsible for other people's jobs. I didn't want it to be me that had to worry about bringing in enough sales. And what if it failed, what would I do? Would I be able to find another job? Believe me, I had a lot of good points, I thought. (laughs) but I didn't have any peace and for me that's usually a sign that I'm going against God Um, and when I eventually came to see that I knew what I had to do but even then when the decision was made the anxiety that followed was unreal like I began to doubt that that what I was hearing from God was really of him doubting that I didn't have what it would take or thinking about the things that could go wrong and just plain old disappointment that my plans weren't coming to pass It was all about me and i'd taken my eyes off god and i was operating in my own strength which is pretty pathetic at the best of times thankfully that particular period of wrestling has ended but to get beyond that i had to get back to basics and ask myself some of these questions what are my core beliefs when all else falls away what do i really believe what do i stand firm on do i really believe that god is sovereign do i really believe that God is good? Do I believe God is calling me to do this? And do I believe he's in this? And you know what, when I did that, it really helped to bring everything back into perspective. You know, Thomas and John talk a lot about change, being here to stay, and well, I've been feeling pretty overwhelmed by change. A lot has happened in a relatively short space of time, and I am probably feeling the most uncomfortable and the most stretched I have ever been. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) standing here. I kind of feel like that cartoon character that runs off the edge of the cliff and seems to you know, tread air for a while. I feel like that's where I am. Like a lot of the things that have felt stable to me have fallen away. Um, and honestly, it's really not a nice feeling. But the longer I've been in this space, the more confident I am that God is actually sustaining me here. I sense him moving in so many areas of my life right now. He is up to something. And I tell you what, I'm excited. And you know, everybody needs to get a taste of this which leads me to my next point you need to have a little faith so last week Thomas talked a little on vision but you've got to get a hold of God's vision for your life you need a word from God and you need faith for the future you need a vision to see what God has for you and you need faith to believe it otherwise what kind of life are you living faith by definition is trust confidence and belief You need to have all your trust in God, all your confidence in God, and all your belief in God. You're not the solution to your problems. You may be the cause of your problems, that's true, but you are not the solution. Psalm 1 to two says, I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. See, faith isn't a feeling, it's a choice to trust God, even when the road ahead seems uncertain. For we live by faith, not by sight. And it's mustard seed size faith that's required, that's all. In Matthew 17, 20, Jesus told them, you don't have enough faith. I'll tell you the truth. If you had faith as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. So what if everybody brought their little mustard seed size faith to the table? Imagine what could happen. But if you're sitting there and you're struggling to muster up even a little faith, ask God for it. Mark 9:24 to 29 tells the story of a father that needs help for the healing of a sick boy. He says, "Lord, I believe; help my unbelief." And I really encourage you to go away and uh, read up on that story, but in Mark it's telling us very clearly that all we need to bring is the little faith that we have with all its doubts and limitations because Jesus meets us just where we are. And this is for someone God is saying, "You don't need all the answers; you just need some faith." And I know that's easy said, and I know for most of us, the working out of that can be quite scary. But fear is a dangerous thing, and the fact that we're reminded that God has not given us a spirit of fear suggests that there is a spirit of fear. 2 Timothy 1, 7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You see, fear will keep you from fulfilling your purpose more than anything else. Fear of failure, fear of people, fear of challenges, fear of criticism. Fear of change, fear of the unknown, fear of disappointment, fear of embarrassment, fear of inadequacy, the list is endless. One reason we have been given a measure of faith is so that we don't have to bow down to fear. Sometimes you have to stir up that gift of faith and move forward even while you're experiencing the feeling of fear. Do it afraid until you're not. Don't allow fear to rob you from stepping into the promises of God for your life. But perhaps you feel that you've allowed the words of others to put out your fire. You may fear you've lost your glow and you can't get it back. What you don't know is their words are only a small wind and God's presence is a fiery blaze within you. He is an all-consuming fire. No words are powerful enough to put out his light. He has been faithfully protecting the treasure he placed within you all this time and he will continue to allow nothing to reach that place where his spirit is. You're covered by the Almighty, you're surrounded by his love, his gentle but strong hands are shielding and protecting the fire that he's put in you and at the end of the day nothing can stop what God is about to do in your life but faith, prayer and favour will be your accelerating force. Miracles are waiting for your prayers, some of the most beautiful blessings can only be produced through great pain and trials so stir up your faith, dare to believe that God has more for you God knows how to get you where you need to be. Jesus knows how to heal and restore you completely. Holy Spirit knows how to confirm your decisions and lead you to the right people. So have faith, hang in there. Look, I'm in the middle of my storm and I'm not at the other side yet. My promises from God haven't been realised yet in the natural. I still agreed my house just before Christmas after three weeks on the market. I was not expecting that. I have to move out of my house by the 8th of April, at this point I haven't seen anywhere, I'm remotely interested in going to view, never mind by, but I really believe that God wants me here, and if he wants me here then he's going to bring the provision at the most appropriate time, which will never be early enough, I think, for me, but, you know, working on that patience thing. Um, I haven't yet got the financial resource to launch my cafe, but One thing I'm sure is if God wants this cafe to be a reality, then nothing can stop him. Of course he could use somebody else to do it, but what a crying shame that would be for me to miss out on this thing that he wants to do. So I'm very publicly saying, here I am, God, use me. And I give you all permission to remind me of my God dream, because I probably will chicken out at some point, you know. Um, But I have decided I'm going to give it everything I've got. So today I pray that you choose faith over fear. I pray that you choose hope over discouragement, knowing that your best days are ahead of you. I hope your miracle comes unexpectedly, and I hope that God answers that prayer that's been weighing on your heart. It's never too late for him to bless you. Number three, you need to have great expectations. Expect great things. We've got to raise our expectations. I am learning that life can be as boring or as adventurous as you want it to be but sometimes we are so big-headed that we miss the wonderful opportunities that he set out for us. Some of the best adventures that I've been on were, the, were on the other side of something that God was asking me to do, but I didn't want to do it. Maybe your New Year's resolutions have already gone down the pan. Maybe you didn't even set a goal, but it's not too late. Give this year to God and watch him do something remarkable in your life. I believe it. But many of us limit God. Our minds can't even begin to conceive the things that he wants to do. And I'm preaching to myself here. God has been blowing my mind recently, and I'm so excited for what's to come. I have no idea what this year holds, but I do know he's in it. I don't know what kind of year 21 was for you. I don't know what battles you faced or the hurts that you had to face, but Jesus does. I don't know what season you're in but if we're going to not just survive but thrive this year we've got to be faith-filled people and that means we've got to position ourselves, we've got to live open-handed. God is saying this year is mine, give it to me and see the amazing things that I will do and maybe 21 didn't go as planned, maybe you had hoped for so much more and you were only left feeling disappointed but guys that doesn't stop the fact that god is still faithful he's still going to bless you he's still going to fulfill his promises to you his timing is perfect and he's far from done with you number four you need to be obedient are you all in does god really have your yes your yes in all areas because he didn't in my life i would have said if you if you'd asked me and i would have believed it too but he didn't I really wrestled with putting my house in the market, Thomas knows all about that. To take the risk, that decision was fraught with disappointments. And I'm a control freak. My name's Heather and I'm a control freak. (laughs) You know, (laughs) working on it. Uh, So even just the thought of having to let go of this house that I loved, you know, without the guarantee of finding another. (laughs) to find another that i would love just as much or more caused me a whole lot of unnecessary aggro seriously um i don't know what god is asking you to do but i do know that some of the best things that have happened to me happened because i was obedient i honestly believe if you chase god as hard as you chase the things you want you'll wind up with so much more than you could ever need or know what to do with he's just in everything are you willing to hand over everything Start small because I promise God will move and it's the only way you're going to grow and mature. Like it or not, we won't grow unless we're stretched. And don't get me wrong, I'm moving in my circumstances with still a level of fear and trembling. I mean, I have my moments of freaking out and worry. I don't have some mighty faith where I have no doubts. I don't even think that exists. But you know what? God doesn't require mighty faith. Mustard seed faith is all that's required. Um, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be lying on my deathbed and regret the things that I didn't do. So why not pray a dangerous prayer? What have you got to lose? Because I firmly believe that what God has on the other side of that thing is beyond all we could imagine. The reward will be much greater than what you put in, but it will require you to get out of the driving seat and run around to the passenger side. This is where the rubber hits the road. What is your response gonna be? Leviticus 26:3-4 says, "If you walk in my statutes and observe my commandments and do them, then I will give you your reins in their season, and the land shall yield its increase, and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit." God told Israel, if they walked in His statutes and commandments and do them, then they would see the blessing of God in their lives. We can't go through life living any way we want and expect God to bless the mess that we make in the process. We have to live obedient lives to him and his commandments and do what his word says. Only then, when we keep God's commandments and live obediently to his word and follow his instructions, can we expect for God to bless us. When we're living according to his word, then we are walking in his will and we will do what he has planned for us to do. And we can be assured that his blessings will come, even if we have to go through a trial or two first so that he can teach us something new. Sometimes you just have to stop fighting and let God be God in your life. You say he can change things in a moment, and at any moment he can shift you from waiting on it to walking in it. So keep praying and never stop believing. Isaiah 66, 9 says, I will, call, I will not cause pain without allowing something new to be born, says the Lord. So remain obedient, remain faithful. Your obedience and unwavering faith puts you in a position to be blessed. I mean I pray this prayer a lot of a lot these days God I have no idea what you're doing but I trust you and something else to remember is that what God does in my life isn't going to look like what he's going to do in yours and vice versa to one he says stretch out your hand to another he said I've already healed your child God has something specific just for you to one young man he said sell everything you've got and come follow me For the ten lepers, he told them to go show themselves to the priests. And in that particular story, the text says that as they went, they were cleansed. You see, the blessing of God is on the other side of obedience. You're not blessed because you get a word. You're blessed because you obey the word. Number five, you need a heart of gratitude. You can't do what God has called you to do with a bad attitude. You've got to get the mind of God. And you need a life full of thanksgiving. It takes vision, faith and gratitude. There are going to be highs and there are going to be lows. But you've got to decide each day that no matter what comes my way, you'll see my hands raised. No matter what I face this year, you'll see my mouth filled with praise. And I will praise God in the bad days as well as the good. Psalm seven seventeen. I will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness. I will sing the praises of the name of the Lord most high. Psalm 9, 1-2, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. God has been faithful. He's been so good and I'm so grateful I'm not where I was six months ago, a year ago. And I'll keep thanking him for all my small wins because those little wins make way for the big wins. My final point, you need spiritual strength. I have no idea what the year holds, but I do know Jesus is in it. I know that without faith, it is impossible to please God. I know God is good and God does good. I know God determines the time set for us and the exact places where we should live. I know God is in control and nothing that happens this year will surprise him. I know that God is faithful, is for us and loves us. I know that Christ Jesus died on the cross for our sins, was buried, rose again from the dead, ascended into heaven and is coming back. Although I don't know a lot of things, I'm ready to believe for a year of signs, wonders and miracles. If God has promised that, I'm willing to believe for it. I want him all this year. I want everything he has for me this year. So will you stir up the measure of faith that you've been given and believe in God? Here's the thing. When God has a plan for your life, it's coming to pass. It will not happen in the time frame that you establish with your own emotions. It will not happen perfectly as you envision but it will happen in the manner that will give God the most glory, and it, was always, it will always work out better than you imagined. No matter what comes and gives you words, who comes and gives you words of fear, doubt, and worry, you stand firm on what the Lord has shown you. You know that promise in Romans 8, 28 that says God will work everything out for your good? It's not a promise that he's gonna give us anything and everything we want, but it is a promise that whatever happens, whether it aligns with our will or not, it will be for our spiritual good. He will do and give us what will produce in us the most spiritual good and growth. But my definition of good and God's definition isn't always the same. See, sometimes he says yes, other times he says no, or my absolute favorite, wait. Um, <laughs> but he remains good whether I get what I want or not, or whether I get it in the time frame that I desire. Christine Keane says this, We often disdain the forging process that must happen in anonymity and obscurity but in that very place God is actually preparing you for what he has prepared for you. Don't try to bypass or avoid the process because you will find that you will lack vital muscles at critical times in the future. These will be spiritual muscles you need to help you hold on to the promises of God when all the forces of hell come against you. If you don't learn to trust God in the dark, you will rely on your own strength in the light. You'll never know you weren't trusting God until it gets dark again. It's often by keeping us out of sight that Jesus teaches us how to walk by faith and not by sight. God's not trying to frustrate you, he is protecting and preparing you. Spiritual strength is not built by doing the things that come easy to you, but by overcoming the things you did not think you could. So if God has brought you to it he will bring you through it. God will fill you with the strength you need to complete each and everything he has called you to do but it's not going to come without some endurance. Endurance is that ability to press through hardship and adversity. It's the capacity and the power to bear up under difficult circumstances. It's a hopeful fortitude that perseveres to the end. And that's what we want, right? To make it to the end, to cross the finish line and hear God say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. I know it's what I want and which is why I'm committed to not giving up on the things that God has called me to do. By the power of his spirit, we can do hard things. By the power of his spirit, we can overcome the obstacles we never thought we would. As long as we have breath in our lungs and our hearts are still beating, there is always hope and there is always a future. Philippians 3, 12 to 14. Not that I have already reached the goal or am already perfect, but I make every effort to take hold of it because I have also been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead, I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Mike Pilavachi posted this recently. It was a quote by Alan Scott, which said, "'The future doesn't belong to the brilliant, "'but the resilient, not to those who avoid scars or pain, "'but to wounded healers who choose to give a give again.'" And he said this, "'Perseverance is underrated. "'Lord, give me the gift of plotting, "'the determination to obey you in all circumstances.'" You see, sometimes you have to determine to press through in order to get through but that pressing requires exertion the pressing is active it's not passive the pressing is painful it's not easy because it means that you're encountering resistance but what god has for you on the other side of the pressing is more than worth the effort the promise is worth the agony of the pressing it's not for nothing so stay in it stay with it he's already prepared the way he's just preparing you And to anyone who's sitting there, unsure of what God may be calling you into, or unsure of what your next move is, C.S. Lewis says this, I am sure that God keeps no one waiting unless he sees that it is good for him or her to wait. When you do enter your room, you will find that the long wait has done you some kind of good, which you would not have otherwise had. You must regard it as waiting, not as camping. You must keep on praying for light. And of course, even in the hall, you must begin trying to obey the rules which are common to the whole house. And above all, you must be asking which store is the true one, not which pleases you best by its paint or panelling. I want to end with this, Josh and if you want to come back up again. Some of you simply need to give him your yes. Take the risk, do the thing he's prompting you to do because if it's from God, you can be sure that there's a blessing attached to it i know some of you are feeling a little or a, loss, a, a lot lost right now maybe you haven't got a dream and you don't know what god's calling what god what calling god has put on your life why don't you just put out your hands in front of you right now and we'll pray for that father god would you release dreams and visions across this room i pray for wisdom and discernment to fall now in jesus name We're gonna go back into that song, Firm Foundation. And I want you to use that song as your anthem. When all around is changing or feels unstable, remember that God is our firm foundation. Here are some of the lyrics, and I want you to declare these things over your life. I've still got joy and chaos. I've got peace that makes no sense. I won't be going under. I'm not held by my own strength. Cause I've built my life on Jesus. He's never let me down. He's faithful through every season, so why would he fail now? Rain rain came, wind blew, but my house was built on you. I'm safe with you, I'm gonna make it through. Lord, we surrender all our plans to you. Replace our own dreams and aspirations with yours. Help our unbelief, give us mustard seed size faith. I pray vision, faith, the mind of God and a heart filled with gratitude don't let us run don't let us hide this year don't let us be afraid of what people think instead we'll live for you as our audience lord thank you for saying no when our prayers were outside of your will thank you for the life lessons and for every hard season and hard thing that we've had to endure because you didn't let any of it go to waste father we love you we lean in and we let you into every aspect of our lives we desire to put our trust in you in deeper ways than we've ever done before we give you our fears our frustrations our hopes and our dreams may they align with your calling on our lives and may they be a voice of hope to all those around us lord as our prayers come alive in the heavenly realm will you rain down miracle answers in response with your promises ours we will pray bolder bigger prayers As our passionate prayers arise to you, I know that we'll see the answers in the power of your spirit at work. May our faith rise in proportion with the passion that fills our hearts. And as we spend more time with you, we would learn more of your goodness and recognize and expect your tangible acts of mercy in this world. You are a God who moves in power and we choose to partner with you through faith. You are the God who created everything. And you can make a way where there seems to be none. So we press in now with the boldness of a confident child. Lord, we trust you. We trust your plan. We trust your goodness. We trust what you can see and we can't. We trust you with it all.